even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early on election day. The election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. Everyone, this is Sir Charles Carey, uh, national trainer, speaker, and author, and today we're having the conversation. It's not so much about uh, a broadcast or any big uh, explosive uh, event, but at the same time, it is very special, very detailed, because I believe that everyone has something to offer, and as we all have something to offer, there's always something to learn. And I truly believe when you radiate the brain, you actually do change the game. But most people don't realize that it's just that close, just that close to getting to where you want, to changing your life, changing your mindset. And I have the opportunity of having a gentleman uh, on the line or here with me that, like I said, we're just going to have a conversation. And the conversation is simply just about, you know, who we are, what we have to offer, and how that benefits you. You know, how do you come up? Okay, I got my other computer here making a whole lot of noise. <laughs> wow, that's strange. Wasn't expecting that. Okay, let's see who is doing that. I don't know. But at the same time, folks, like I was saying, okay, let's get Is that started. you or me? That may be. Oh, no. Oh. Sounds like one of them Facebook Messenger calls. But that's what happened when you just go straight live with it, brother. You know, <laughs> and I think that could be, I think that could be my other, um, wow, that's interesting. Never had that happen with all that technology up in front of you. <laughs> you know, I got Sonya here. So I'm figure out um, who's chiming in, who's zooming who, right? <laughs> right, okay. Shut this down. Get to a process of elimination. I bet you that was my daughter, though. Um, I apologize, folks. Once again, Sir Charles Carey, National Training Speaker and Author. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, none other than Dr. Ed Womack has, you know, just carved out a few moments of his time to share with us what it's like to come up. He said, I've been watching him for a while. He's known about me, and we've been crisscrossing, doing so many different things in different parts of the country. But I know lately, it seemed like he's been all over the place. <laughs> I had to find out what was going on. So without further ado, I want to present to some and introduce to others, Dr. Ed Womack. Yeah. What's going on, brother, sir, Charles King? You know, it's, it's always a pleasure to be seen instead of viewed. And, 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 and you know, that's really, really significant and, and so appropriate for our conversation, our little fireside chat tonight. Because, you know, I, I've been following, admiring, and taking notes as I've watched your journey as well. And, and we have some similarities in our journey, some yes. portions of it, you know, early on where we have some 
crossover sections. And I'm quite sure that some of the folks that are sitting out there tonight that are going to partake in kind of ear hustle on this conversation, if they ain't careful, man, they, they might get a little something, something to feed the brain tonight. You know, you know, you know what Bill Cosby said, if you ain't careful, you might learn something. <laughs> you might learn something. <laughs> Just might learn something. And you know, when you extended the invitation, because you're right, we both been kind of evolving, growing, um, connecting, making things happen and having things happen in our respective circles because why? Because we've made the decision mentally to show up. Right. You know, and, and a lot of times when we begin to think about and begin to engage in different activities, sometimes we get so caught up in the analysis or the paralysis of analysis that we tend to, you know, find ourselves just stuck. And, and one of the things that I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, man, I got this idea. I got that idea. I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing that. And I said, hold up, player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought about just quieting your mind for just a moment to really think about an order in which things should take place? You see, it's so funny. I just this morning put out a video about leadership, but it was more about the leadership, the leader of one, you know, having a plan. You know, no, knowing what you want, having a plan, and then creating a strategy to bring it to fruition. And that is so relevant, so important that people grab hold of just that simple idea. Many times, because of technology, just like with the bells ringing, you know, <laughs> we get sophisticated, we get deep. Yep. And it's really yep. simplistic. You know, yep. the more simplistic you keep it and allow it to be, the easier it is to get the idea of how a thing is supposed to work or how it's supposed to move or shift. And, you know, it's easier to retain. But what I want to do, Dr. Ed, I want to, you know, kind of like slow walk people through the process a little bit here with you. Um, I know that you may have been an entrepreneur all your, not, all your life. You may not have been. But I'd like you to cover some ground from your earlier beginnings just before you became Dr. Womack that we know today. Can you share some of that? Man, it, it would be actually a part of my responsibility to okay. share that because, okay. you know, especially, and that's why I felt it was so important to make this call tonight because the cure for the cancer in your life and your business, it starts sometimes way before we even recognize. And so, I, it would be my absolute responsibility. It's, it's not even that it's a pleasure. I, I am humbled and honored that you would have me on as a guest, but it would be my distinct responsibility because of the brokenness right. <laughs> that, that, that I've come from. You know, and no, I was not always an entrepreneur. No, I was not always <clears throat> um, in a posture of sound mind. In fact, it was quite cloudy for a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so to that person that's listening today, I want you to forgive yourself. I want you to just right now just say, okay, I forgive myself because what I had to do early on in this journey was, you know, realize that first of all, some of the things that happened to me mm -hmm. weren't my fault. Some of the things that I internalized and began to think, okay, well, if this is happening to me some kind of way, I got to be at fault for it to have right. happened. And, and I didn't feel like, you know, I fit in 
with, with my homies. I didn't fit in with, with my peers. I didn't fit in with those that were above me. And, and I really struggled with that not fitting in because everybody sitting out there wants to fit in in some way, shape or form. And, and my plight, as, as I came to understand, it was, it was really a stumbling that caused me to go some places such as a trap. It, it caused me to do some things to be a crackhead. It, it caused me to spend a lot more time teetering and tottering on the fence with things I couldn't change, you know, because I had not had the influence of individuals around me and, and I really didn't want to deal with the reality. So, okay. so I started using various mind and mood altering substances. I used alcohol. I smoked marijuana. Eventually, it evolved into crack cocaine, all because I didn't want to deal with the reality. And that was my cancer. You know, that, that was my cancer, that absence of, of validation from external stuff before I realized what we'll talk about a little bit later on, but for right now, I, I was I was stuck on stupid. I was I was stuck in a rut. Well, I like to call the that repetitive, unproductive thinking, right? Where I didn't believe I was enough. I didn't believe I was worthy. I, I didn't believe I had the goods to even continue to live, man. You wow. know, and, and I'm reminded of of a period where. I, I was I was at a point where I wanted to take my life, Sir Charles. Wow. You know, that's that's how bad it got. I was really ready to just check out. And because I'm not into pain, the checkout process for me, because I'm not into pain, but I'm I'm slightly smart. And so uh -huh. I said, okay, well, I'm not gonna cut myself, I'm not right, gonna right. shoot or stab myself. Crack cocaine didn't take me out, so I figured, well, I'll go to a forest preserve down a gallon of antifreeze and I can just ease on out of here. Wow. And uh, it, it was a dark place, man. And he was not done. He, he yeah, was, was, yeah, was yeah, not yeah. done just yet. And I'm unapologetic about the fact that the only reason I'm still here is because of his grace and mercy and the fact that he had something, a couple of somethings even, still for me to do. And what and what I realized in, come in the process of being in that that depth mm -hmm. in, that, in that state of being a, a crackhead that was strung out, toe up from the flow up, broke, busted, disgusted, didn't have a pot to pee in or wanted to throw it out of and really had no hope right. for anything better at that time. And so what, what I want to impress upon those that are listening to the Cure series is whatever your cancer is, they, 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 you know, in, in mainstream society, we, we're still searching for a cure for cancer. Um, in a lot of different forms, but but that mental cancer, yeah, the one yeah. that, that tends to exist between the six inch space between our ears. That's right. It's curable. It's curable. Now, for those that are just joining, this is Sir Charles Carey, National Trainer, Speaker, and Author, and we're discussing how you come up with Dr. Ed Womack, and he's sharing some really, really important, uh, I guess, answers, uh, clues. Uh, reflective moments that are very teachable. So if you have a pen or paper, uh, Evernote, whatever you use to take notes, I highly recommend that you get something to take notes because literally, without trying to sound snazzy or hip or cool or whatever, you really might pick up something. You know, as he stated, he and I have 
gone through very similar paths in life. And, you know, I was no angel or I wasn't always an angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm very honored um, that, you know, I can have someone as my guest here that understands, someone that has walked the walk, someone that has talked the talk, and someone that has changed all of that around uh, to become the person that they were always designed to be. And it's not easy, and I understand that. That's why I'm always encouraging, inspiring, and trying to get other people to realize their greatness. It resides within them because the cure for their lives really is uh, starts with them. So take us here, Doc. After you went through that that period in your life, that those dark moments, you were wrestling in the abyss. What brought you out? You know, oftentimes I, I, I ask myself that question, and, and, and it's really simple. It was, I was, and sometimes it's going to sound cliche, but I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes, sir. For yes, real, sir. for real. You know, and, yep. and we all have different thresholds of what that sick and tired really looks like. Right. For me, I, um, I mean, I, I was reduced to... I mean, straight up dreg of society, that individual that people would, you know, like turn their nose up. And I was like, wow, yep. how did I, how did I go from working for one of the largest companies on the planet to nothing? Pretty yeah. much. You know, I mean, I, I was, I was frowned upon. People ran away from me. And, and, and what really happened, Sir Charles is I, I, I um, finally got sick and tired despite what everybody every and the, and the hit is this is here's the crazy part everybody around me saw it right, <laughs> everybody right. else had an opinion like dude really and, and it was actually a dope man that said dude i don't even want your money no more go get your life right wow that might have been the real turning point that made me say hmm i can't even get high no more I think I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so that I believe was really, you know, the point where I said, okay, let me, let me get rid of the, let me put down the guard. Let me stop with the bravado machoism crap that a lot of us in our generation grew up with. Yes. Let me stop thinking that I can take on the world and let me just raise my hand and say, I need help. Yeah. You know, the guys, the doctor said to me, I get this bed for you tomorrow will you show up and I knew I had to I knew I needed to mm -hmm. I knew that there was no other uh, course of action for me and I had $40 in my pocket it was still burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> right right I went home and let it burn the hole in my pocket and sizzled the rest of my lungs and that very next day was a brand new awareness and uh you know i always tell the story which i'm not going to go into today because it's not about me per se um my kids they really saved my life so you know um i'm just grateful every day i'm here i'm grateful for each and every opportunity uh to inspire and encourage someone else knowing where you and i both came from yeah from the guttermost to the uttermost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so now I know that you have um, come up. 
And I want to talk to you a little bit about the books. I know there's some books out there with your name on it saying author. Tell us a little bit about the books that you've, uh, you've authored in, whether it's collaborations or whatever it may be. Tell us about your books. Wow. Um, okay, so there's four of them um, that I am a contributing author or single author. So my very first book was Back from Broken, Happy, Joyous, and Free. And my second book was a collaboration that I wrote with five gentlemen um, that we called Reclaim the Flame. And Back from Broken really was never in, never intended uh-huh. To be a book. So let me let me let me just chill out there for just a moment. Sure. And I've got two other books, but I, I really want to focus on that first book because there was, you know, it's amazing. See, see, when when you come up, you get help. <laughs> when you I saw up, that. <laughs> just like on TV, right? And yeah. so here's the first book. It's uh, Back for Broken, Happy, Joyous, and Free, and it was never intended to be a book, Sir Charles. But it that's worked. a individual author book? This is an individual author book. This was my absolute first book, my first try at writing, uh, the first attempt at trying to get over the fact that I didn't believe anybody wanted to hear what I had to say. How have people responded to that book? Dude, it's been, it has far surpassed anything I could have ever imagined because it actually started out as um, my personal inventory, my fourth step. I was going to say step program. four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step four. It, it was my step four. And, and I was talking to a friend of mine. I shared with them, you know, man, if I could just help somebody, that's all I've ever wanted to do in my life. If I could just help somebody, I'd, I'd be good. But don't nobody want to listen to me. And so when I put the book out, I really had no idea what impact it was going to have. But to answer your question, Sir Charles, it has blessed thousands. And literally thousands. And I had no idea how significant the pain, the trial, the, the, the valley experiences that I had gone through, but also the, the courage that I derived, the healing that occurred in the process of writing that book. You know, I know you're also, as well an author and you're also trying to nurture other authors to tell their story, live their story. And so I now I, I live back from broken. I am back from broken. I am happy, joyous, and free. And so when I began to see the impact, because as a speaker, as a trainer, we know we're not going to hit everybody. Right. There's that one person that, you know, if we show up and one person said, gives you, even gives you the nod, the yep. minimum, dude, that was awesome. It makes right. it all worth it. But right. when you get to the point where you surpass that, it, it's, it, it's been phenomenal. And so it got so good to me. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I, they, they, they took this that wasn't even supposed to be a book and they digged it. Let me do it again. And, right. and so my second creation, this is my latest release. This is a use what's left, the seven strategies to optimize your rebound from setback and use what's left really wasn't the title that I originally intended to have. So when you talk about how do you come up? I have to be. I have to state the the African proverb that I kind of live on as a cornerstone. It says that if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you intend to go far, you have to take a team and go together. And so, right. this use what's left title, which was intended to be a follow up to Back from Broken, was actually given to me by a very good friend 
who is, I mean, we, we, we think his brothers for real, for real, you know? And he said, doc, I got, I got a, I got the title of your new book for you. I'm like, huh? I already got the title. He's right. like, no, you might want to check this out. He's like, I think your new book is called Use What's Left. I'm like, boy, stop. I almost right. fell on my chest, Sir Charles. I'm like, I like it. Let me do that. And, and, and the reason it was so significant was because of the people that are listening to this broadcast, because of the journey that I had come through, which is why I say it's my responsibility to share Question. what I've been able to come out of. Yeah. I know you got a workshop, a PowerPoint presentation, a keynote presentation to both of those books, or at least one of them. Both of them. My man. Them. Right on. Both That's what's up. Okay. Yes, sir. Let's move and, forward. <laughs> yes, sir. And so this one, actually, if you look behind me, you'll, you'll see the whole curriculum for Use What's Left. There's a book, there's a DVD, an audio set, there's a workshop. And so, yeah, as I've grown and this whole process of understanding that, you know, I want to circle back to a point I made earlier where I said I was, you know, struggling with not fitting in. And, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the, the big fella, he said, uh, silly rabbit, you were never designed to fit in. I right. created to be a leader. And so now I, I live that, I work through that, and, and I embrace it and with humility, you know, that that is indeed my responsibility to each one teach one through my story, through my continued learning, through affiliations with great folk like yourself. So. You know, we there is a cure for that that cancer that exists between that seven inch space of our look. So why were you trying so hard to fit in when it was clear you were designed to stand out, right? <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes, you sir. know, and a lot of us are walking around here suffering in silence because of the fact that we think one thing based on how we were brought up, based on right. the environment that we grew up in. But in reality, sometimes that environment stunts us. Here, check this out. I discovered on this journey that when you introduce a mind or a mood altering substance into your system, there's literally not, not yet, I'm gonna get deep. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, but I study as hard as one does in order to make sure I'm on point. When you introduce a mind or mood altering substance into your system, there right. is literally a physical blockage that occurs between the frontal cortex and this thing behind your ear called the limbic nerve. And the membrane that connects the two is what enables you to think rationally. Now check this, now here's the real hit. When you, Hello? at whatever age, you Hello? introduce. Hi. Hi, hello. Hey, y'all on the wrong link. This uh, is Darlene. I'm sorry. Hi, how are you? Oh, I apologize. I'm good. <laughs> the benefits I'm of <laughs> Y'all on the Hello? wrong link. I'm posting the right link in the group. Is if you can, you guys see the link? Yeah. Click that link. I did. It took me to a Did you check your Facebook inbox? I put the link in both of y'all's Facebook inbox. Okay. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. I apologize, folks. We got people still trying to come in and join the great Dr. Ed Womack, and he is just putting it down because he is going straight to medical school on you. <laughs> so what happens is when you introduce a mind or a mood-altering substance, 
into your system. It literally stunts your growth at whatever age you introduce that. So peep this. This is powerful for the note takers out there. I started drinking and smoking weed about the age of 12. Right. So although at the time that I said, okay, I'm sick and tired, I've had enough, I was 30, no, I was 40. I was 40. So what that meant was, based on that introduction at the age of 12, all uh -huh. through that time that I was smoking, I had that blockage. I basically stunted my growth. Right. So I literally was walking around in the body of a 40-year-old with a 12-year-old mind. Wow. And look it up, y'all. It's called THIQ. So because some of y'all, I know y'all are fact checkers. Go check it out. But once you introduce that minor mood altering substance into your system, it literally stops your growth and right. development. And so the reason I didn't understand that I was never supposed to fit in, because I was still a dang kid. Right, 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 right. You know, because of the choices I had made, the decisions I had made, and trying to escape from reality. And so, you know, fast forwarding that thing, though, to get back to where we were actually with regard to the development of the books, um, f discovering what my true calling was. And that, and that was really where I was able to come out of the rut. I was able to cast aside that repetitive, unproductive thinking. I was able to begin to say, you know what? I don't have to do this all by myself. Right. I don't even want to do it by myself no more. Got you. <laughs> you know, and, and as I began to, you know, just simply, and for guys, I get it. it, it it's not in our DNA to say, help me. That's I right. It. But here's the hit. If you want to come out of that funk, if you want to quit suffering in silence, if you want to move into that which has been reserved for you before you even entered the planet physically, mm -hmm. you can't do it by yourself exactly we are so conditioned to thinking as conquerors and you know these uh leaders or leaders that are nomads you know we're going to find it we're going to discover it we're going to create it and the truth of the matter is i didn't learn for a long time that the strength is in asking for help versus realizing or thinking that you don't need any help so let's move on to um <clears throat> You and I both, you know, we've worked with um, certain people in this industry for quite some time. You know, I've worked with Dr. Willie Jolly. I've worked with and still am working with uh, Del Toro McNeil. And those gentlemen are just phenomenal in my eyes. Dr. Uh -huh. Jolly being the 12th uh, pop, most powerful speaker in the world and Del Toro being the 32nd top speaker in the world. Now, I know you work with another doctor, too, Dr. R.W., Dr. Ruben West. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> And, you know, I oftentimes say that, you know, it, it, it's really not even worth It's um, about a passion. Because right. what I discovered in being in that circle is uh -huh. that when we surround ourselves with the movers, the thinkers, those that can see more in us than we can see in ourselves, it really accelerates our growth. And right. so in the process of one saying, hey, I need some help, Along that journey, I actually found it. And, okay. and there's a saying that says, when a, when a student shows up, the teacher will arrive. Yes, sir. <laughs> so if you just simply raise your head, you might be amazed who might be lurking in the shadows, just sitting there waiting to assist you. Because when you say, okay, I'm going to do something, or you put it in your thought process, because that's where it all begins. I love your slogan. It all starts with the right mindset. Right. And once you believe it, you can achieve it. 
And That's so true. that was one of the things that I had to get to was I am worthy. You yes. are worthy. Yes. I, I am enough. You are enough. We have each been uniquely and wonderfully made. That's right. The thing is, the world, as you know, mm -hmm. beat, beats all of us down. Beats us all down. And there, I think it just takes a certain person, a certain experience to tap into your awareness to allow you to know that there is more. Like mm -hmm. the commercial on the infomercial, wait, there's more? Wait, there's more. <laughs> right. And the more <clears throat> has already, in all ways, been there for you. It's just that it's waiting for you to mold it, to, yeah. to, to form it, to breathe life into it. And with, and I have to blame media, I have to, because to me, I think this is a big part of it. Media, almost every type of media is doing the exact opposite. And if you can't separate yourself from what the media is trying to dictate to you, you're going to be duped like most of the world, and you're not going to find that you'll have a fruitful existence. In fact, that's probably all you will find, an existence, not a true lifestyle. So, um, you know, I, I want to piggyback on that for just a second, if I could, because I, I, I so agree with that. But I took it a step further, Sir Charles. Okay. I got rid of my cable. <laughs> Me too. I straight got rid of it because I was listening one day to another individual that has inspired us both, Brother Les Brown, and he said, you know, you need to turn off the television, which right. is consistent with what you just hit on. And when you turn off the television, because I heard Dr. George C. Frazier say that Nielsen did a study where 70% of Americans watch 10 hours of television a day. 10 hours of television a day, think about that. If you have a job, that's eight hours. If you're watching television for 10 hours, that's 18 hours, ain't but 24 in a day. So well, you, gotta sleep. Sleep. Well, you gotta sleep somewhere in there maybe. So if you are one of those 70% people that are watching 10 hours of television on average a day, there ain't a whole lot that you're doing that's intentional that's constructive, that's right. not guided by the prejudice and the intentional de devastation that the mainstream media creates. Now think about this. My yeah. first two books, Poetic Expressions, Courage Encourage Facing Mortality, Cancer was not my only obstacle. Courage Facing Mortality, that became an Amazon bestseller. However, when it became an Amazon bestseller, not only was I watching TV like crazy, because I like TV, you know, I like the creativity, but I was also playing my video games on the regular, Call of Duty, NBA 2K. I was all in it, right? <laughs> but my book still became an Amazon bestseller, and I was still able to do, very, I think, some really miraculous things as a speaker and as a, a national trainer. Mm -hmm. So imagine... If my level of television watching had been reduced to reasonable or non-existent, imagine where I could have been or what I could have done then. Now, I'm not resentful for it. Exactly. But the, the reality is I was stunting my own growth while trying to grow. But you know what, Sir Charles? Had you not eventually got to a point where you realized that that was going on, 
right. you would be as tenacious as you are today. So yeah. realistically, it, it was intention. It was an intentional part of the journey. It was a necessary yeah. part of the journey that you grew through as you went through. And yes, so a lot of us that are sitting out here today, even listening to the Cure series, need to understand that there are going to be some bumps and some peaks and valleys. And so I don't want anybody to get it twisted that with the glowing introduction and the fact that I've come up, I oftentimes tell people I'm still a work in progress. Oh, no question. Like I said before, man, I wasn't always an angel. I I probably was. (laughs) I probably was, but I clipped my own wings. Exactly. And you know what? I, I got to give my guy credit for this. I told him, I said, I'm going to give you credit the first two or three times that I use this. So I got a brother that does a Will Wednesdays broadcast. And yesterday he said something that was so profound. He said, we are all possessors of something phenomenal. We are a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. I'm wow. like, Ooh. Nice, Ooh. nice. That's powerful. And when you really stop to allow that to resonate within your thought process, especially when we're talking about the mindset, we we were uniquely and wonderfully created. And there was something planted inside of us even before we physically came to be. So if we think about that, and if, if depending on who you believe in or who you look to, I unapologetically call him God. But I know that I know that I know that my favorite book, the undisputed number one bestseller, said I was created in his image. So if that be the case, I'm boss. (laughs) So let me take your boy's soundbite and reduce it to a shorter soundbite. Are you a a sophisticated mess? I am. Not you. I'm, I'm just saying, as a question or a statement to be asked, are you a sophisticated mess? Because I think we all are. We're all sophisticated, or we all can be sophisticated if you're not. Mm -hmm. We're all a mess. We're all a work in progress. Uh, I like to take some questions before we move forward. Uh, We've been going, and I know I can see you and me now. We probably just go for days and days. So I would like to take some questions from Darlene Brown, from Sharon Parker, from Sonia Washington, from Vone Smith. Any questions before we just keep going and going and going? <laughs> and I want to thank, first of all, Darlene and um, Cashel, because they have been trying almost tirelessly to get in. And I appreciate y'all having the uh, resilience and the, you know, the stickativity uh, to push forward and get in on the broadcast with Dr. Ed Womack. So any Thank question. you for having me. Yes, it was. We kept trying and kept trying, but here we are. Definitely appreciate you ladies. Absolutely. Any questions? Any questions? I, hear I like that. <laughs> Work until your idols become your rival. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to take credit for that. That's my daughter. That's nice. <laughs> So we're talking with, if you just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Ed Womack. I am Sir Charles Carey, national trainer, speaker, and author. And we're just really having a a conversation. It's not so much an interview. We're talking about how do you come up? Dr. Womack, I see every time I turn around on social media, on somebody's page, on some page, there's an event he's at. There's a book he's putting up. There's a collaboration he's involved in. There's always something going on. Uh, it reminds me somewhat of myself that 
He's always got it going on. And I don't mean him, the individual, but his work ethic, his ability to try, his ability to matter, his ability to empower others. And I find that that's what it's all about. You see, I remember I did this, well, quite often I do a talk or I do a keynote or something, and I tell people all the time, it's all about you. Because it is. It's all about you nurturing and becoming the person God wants you to be. But what you're going to find out, after a while, it's not about you. <laughs> it's all about what you can breathe into other people, what you can encourage and inspire other people to become. And that's the real come up. The come up to give up. Dang, that's a good title. I'm going to have to do something with that. You know what? That was tweetable, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was tweetable for sure. Tweetable so, for sure. And, you know, I want to jump in there on that one because I, I oftentimes tell people that the rent we pay to be on this planet is our service to others. It ain't about us, you know. And so often, you know, as we talk about our brethren, I love them to death, but love them to life. Love them to yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I'm having my, my circle cultivate how I refer to things. So I love my brothers to life. And prayerfully, they will come into realizing that, you know what? It ain't about you, man. Right. In fact, some of the things that you've been through, I, I reflect upon some of the drug dealers, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, you know, in my earlier times when I was still broken. And when I look back now with a with a clear set of lenses, I'm like, wow, if they had just simply channeled right. those energies, they could be like Fortune 500 company CEOs. Exactly. You know, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm just a brother from the west side of Detroit. <laughs> I just decided to channel things differently. So when you ask, how do I come up? Quite honestly, I still leverage a lot of the principles that were poured into me when I was an athlete. A lot of the principles that were poured into me when I was going to St. Martin DePores High School. A lot of the principles on the positive side of Detroit. Because <laughs> there are a lot of positive things that come out of Detroit. I just got a little distracted, but 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 all in all, what drives me today, when it, I have to be totally candid, is that season that we went undefeated and won a state championship in basketball in Michigan. And what I came to realize out of that is, even as those that are sitting here listening tonight, they they look at LeBron and the championships he's won, they look at Jordan, but what you got to understand is, you don't just come out and just win a championship. Right. Champions perform differently than others. And, and they understand that success doesn't occur until preparation meets opportunity. Key word right. being preparation. And so that mental preparation is one of the things that a lot of time we don't like. We want the sexy stuff. You know, yeah. we want to be out there. And, and I oftentimes have to tell folks like, I'm not out here just to be grandstanding. I'm out here because I believe my life depends on it. You know, I believe I can only keep what I have by giving it away. And so most of us on this line may not everybody necessarily but i know uh, most of them in this line realize that the big thing the big dance is like that long it's yeah. the preparation for the big dance it's the journey which is what it's really all about Absolutely. we have to learn how to appreciate the journey because the dance itself is very short-lived mm -hmm. after the <laughs> dance you got to break down to prepare for the next dance or the next event or the next focus or the next book or the next whatever. So I, I definitely feel you on that, man. You know, now you talked about the fact that we have so much in common. And I remember at a time as an athlete, as a much younger athlete, we were 0 and 12. 
And you know what? My friend said, oh, y'all suck. And I said, you know what? You're right. But would you know what I didn't realize until about maybe 20, 25 years later? It was an awesome experience. Okay. How many thousands upon thousands of boys never had a chance to play organized sports? How many thousands upon thousands of boys don't and didn't have their own jersey? How many thousands of boys didn't travel from either one city or one school to another, didn't learn fellowship, didn't learn what engagement was really about? Now, we all want to be winners. Absolutely. But how many thousands of boys that have even have gone since then wow. never had that experience or the experience to live that dream to play organized sports? You know, it, it's, it's and, and, and believe it or not, a lot of times I hear people make this make this statement that, you know, this ain't a game. Yeah, yeah it is. Right. Life, life is a game. Yes, sir. And you can't win if you're not even in it. You can't even play if you're up in a stand spectating. And, you know, I'm reminded of a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. He says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or how he could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man that is in the arena. And so when you share that about the 0 and 12 season, Sir Charles, I got goosebumps. Because wow. you're so right. You know, there's so many others who weren't even on the floor. They never right. even got a chance to dance. And so when we we have the opportunity to engage and be afforded the chance to walk in our calling and our gifting and our mission and our responsibility to pour into others, we have to help them realize. And, and, and it's an absolute honor to, and responsibility to be able to do so because there is a cure yeah. for this cancer. For yeah. this cancer between the, the six inches between your ears, there is a cure for that cancer. And yeah. it's just a matter of shifting one's mindset that you're you're going to be sick and tired of being sick and tired you're going to come up out of that rut now remember that for my note takers the rut is that repetitive unproductive thinking because if you keep doing the same things that you've always done you're going to keep on getting the same things you've always gotten so eventually you're going to have to step out the rut and get to a place where you say maybe just maybe i need a little bit of help you know unfortunately um ed there's so many people, and I understand, and this is not to knock anyone down that has a meek personality or character, humbled, mm -hmm. um, um, not sure of themselves, because we all grow and develop at different paces and at different rates. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to learn what it's like just by trying. By trying. Walk the high wire without the net. And I understand. That's scary. It's very it scary. Is. But it's necessary if you ever really want to live, not exist, not exist, but to live, you know. Yeah. So you know, you know, we've done, we've uh, known each other for a few years now, a couple of years, a few years, and I know I think it's just a matter of time before we actually, uh, actually, I'm trying to think. No, I don't think we have yet. But it's just a matter of time before we do something on the same platform on the same stage. So. I look forward to that opportunity. But in the meantime, can you tell me about what you have going on or what you have coming up? Absolutely. You know, and, and the timing is perfect because 
in the evolution of my responsibility um, as the owner and founder of the Man Rise Up movement, uh, recently launched the We Rise Media Network, where we're doing radio, television, as well as publishing. And so the big, the next big thing, the the MBT. <laughs> okay. Uh, we Rise Media is the Illuminator sponsor, media sponsor for the third annual Carnival Glow event, and we're showcasing our positive youth hip hop and R&B artists all the way up until April 8th, which will culminate with the GLOW event. Dude, it sold out the last two years. And I'm, when I tell you that this group of young individuals, it, it's inspiring because so many of us have written off our youth. And, 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 I, and I say, we as the adults have failed our youth. And so right. it's up to us to step up and stand in the gap. And so that's, that's the next big thing I've also got a literacy campaign that I'm a part of. I'm actually keynoting here in the Atlanta area. So if any of y'all listening from the Atlanta area, y'all need to come on, join us on March 25th at the Fulton County Library and get your literacy awareness on. We're also illuminating some of those authors to help them understand that just because you have a book, now what? Don't just allow that book to sit and garner dust. Um, create, like you were saying, create some workshops create some events, have some ongoing masterminds, do something beyond just the book. There's so much right. more opportunity for you. So really excited, man, especially about, like I was telling you before we actually got on the air, I'm finding that as I'm more strategic about what I'm trying to do, as I began to take a step back periodically, take that off season, right. and actually go through you know, what worked, Okay, keep doing some more of that. What didn't work? Yeah. Can it be fixed? Okay, well, let's put something in place to fix it. And if it's just flat out broke, it's got to go, bro. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, and really and truly, it began, it can be that simple. But so, announce what days does your, your broadcast air? What days are, are you on, on radio? So, I'm on every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern with Man Rise Up Radio. So, you can join us by simply going to We Rise radio.com and you'll be able to tune in and check us out or you can dial 773-897-6241 and if you're on facebook you you, you probably have seen it but stop <laughs> and pay attention and note the letter or note the time and the date i also co-host the show on wednesday nights called the setback survivors we got to get you on there as a guest sir charles um Every Wednesday night, I co-host a show with my co-host, the healing one, Jasmine Balaam, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. on the We Rise Media Network. So we are, man, we, we're just being obedient, walking in alignment, and realizing that when you rise, I rise, we rise. We rise, yeah. I love that, because <laughs> that's so true. It, indeed it is. It, 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 I try to live by that. You know, a lot of us, we get so caught up in this crab theory. I, I debunk it. I rebuke it. <laughs> it's just I garbage. do, too, because your success is my success. My success is your success. We're successful. That's together. Together. Right. Yeah. right. I really yeah. like that. <clears throat> yes, I think, you know, it, it, there's something to the fact. I understand that everyone is not going to run the race the same way. Everyone's not going to run the race at the same pace. It's almost like how we learn. Some people learn faster, some people learn slower, but it's about just being in the race. And honestly, I truly believe that regardless of who's in the president's seat, 
regardless of what the economy is like, I believe with my whole heart that there is enough for all of us. The difference is, are you trying to get it or do you just want it? You see, if you want it, you just want it to be given to you. If you're trying to get it, you're out there doing the things necessary to make it possible for you to earn it, for you to be positioned for it, or for you to even be positioned for it to fall in your lap. But you're not going to just get it by standing still. We all know that without works is dead. You must take action. You got to be in the arena. You can't get it. It's not going to just happen. And, you know, it's really interesting because what I'm learning and what I'm seeing happen is that for those people who choose to put the work in and do so consistently, even when you don't break out immediately, I've been at this for maybe almost three years now from the time I said, okay, I'm really going to try to be. No, I'm, I'm really going to be an entrepreneur, not right. try, because we kibosh the word try. My, my circle is working on my vocabulary. Well, right. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It, it, it takes a whole different perspective or gives you a whole different perspective on life when you know that there's nobody waiting to just give you something. And, and there, like you said, there's people that move at different paces, and that's okay. Because, again, I, I, and I have to get unapologetically refer to my favorite book, The Undisputed Number One Bestseller on the Planet. It says, we are all members of the body. So if you are eyeball, don't try to be an elbow. If you're an elbow, don't try to be the knee. If you're a knee, don't try to be a foot. Just fit in where you're supposed to be in, and you'd be amazed. And that's really what I've discovered in being able to have those around me that can see me and see the things beyond what I can see even now that I have vision, because Helen Keller says, you know, it's better to have sight or it's better to be blind than to have sight with no vision. Exactly. And so if you can only see that which you're stuck in right now, if you're caught up in that rut, that repetitive, unproductive thinking, and you can't see beyond it, and you're not around somebody that can help you to see beyond it, you'll stay right there in that little stuck place. And so if you can't see beyond and you don't have true vision, which is part of adjusting the mind so that you can with you radiate the brain and change the game baby that's yeah. how you play to win <laughs> now, I, I truly believe that you know many of us we're, we're short-sighted but we don't always want to be and there are different ways that something or someone will inspire us to change our lives our lifestyle the direction we're moving in and sometimes like i say the cure for your life starts with you, but the right mindset is all you need. And that's truly something that I believe in my heart. But for the individual that really wants to change and they're shy of what someone thinks, uh, they're scared that they're going to be put on blast, they, they are uncomfortable um, with talking to people because they haven't cleared that hurdle in life yet. I get it. Truly, trust me, I do get it. But there's this thing called critical in-depth analysis. And if you can be critically in-depth at analyzing yourself, top to bottom, head to toe, as they say, from the rooter to the tutor, you would be surprised at what you would find. The only one thing you've got to do, just one thing, be honest with yourself. If you're honest with yourself, you will reveal so many things, so many layers 
that you'll have the opportunity of seeing who the real you is. You'll have the opportunity of becoming this thing that was designed from you for you ever since the beginning of time. But at least do yourself the justice, the service of critically analyzing what you do, how you do it, who you do it with, where you do it, et cetera, et cetera. Just take one or two things at a time. Write it down. It's your own personal resource. So before we wrap up, Dr. Ed, I just want to say that for those <clears throat> of you online or those of you that may see the replay or hear about this, there's a lot going on in our camp as well. We just wrapped up the Tell Your Story, Live Your Story, Be Your Story event in January, which was a phenomenal success. Uh, many of my um, participants or the attendees uh, came out of that, and they wanted to uh, go on and work with me in, in more detail. And we uh, are working with about, I don't know, maybe a, a dozen people uh, from that uh, boot camp next month. Well, actually, this month, we're in March. We've got a customer service program called uh, The Cure for Cus Being Your Best You, The Cure for Customer Service, March 25th. And then in uh, April, we're doing another event called Resourcefulness. Resourcefulness. We're going to have a bunch of speakers, trainers, authors, and coaches uh, at a live taping talking about what they do and how what they do, or how what they, yeah, how what they do benefits the general public and is a true benefit. And we're looking forward to that because um, it's not a reality show or anything like that. It's a real program with real people that have or offer real results. And I'm excited about that as well. That's in April. And um, May and June, we're going to go right back to the uh, Radiate the Brain and Change the Game program. And then in June, we'll probably do another Tell Your Story, Live Your Story, Be Your Story boot camp, which helps people to become uh, more comfortable speaking publicly. And it tells them what they need to become an author. So we're excited about some of the things we have on our agenda. I want to take questions again. If anyone has any questions, it doesn't have to be formal. Just jump out and ask your question or make your statement. Please, before we wrap up with Dr. Ed Womack. Y'all all hide and all I see is y'all pictures. Y'all can't ask your questions. <laughs> I, I was about to, I, I don't really have a question, but I did want to say I, I am aware of what you're doing. And I just applaud you for your consistency. I Who's think uh, anyone that is in business or doing anything positive understands the importance of consistency. And so I applaud you because you have been consistent. Uh, I may not always comment and join in the things that I see, but I am on social media and I see that you've been consistent. So I applaud your consistency because that is very important and there are people who are always watching and and your consistency actually serves as a reinforcement for the results that we see that you have accomplished it's because of that so i just want to applaud you for that well, i thank you i thank you likewise i thank you i mean i think that's applicable to both of us so yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> I, i'm going oh, to receive it even if it wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I know we both getting it in. Yes, and, sir. And and it's really, 
So thank you, Queen. We appreciate that seriously. And I, and I really do receive that because, you know, this journey is just that it's a journey. It's not a destination. And so in order for us to keep going, we need to continue to be fueled. We need to continue to step. And, and if so, Charles, if I could, do you mind if I give away a free gift tonight? Because not at all. Not at all. Free gift and a solution to the rut that I referred to, which was that repetitive, unproductive thinking. And for anybody that's willing to take action today, because the universe rewards those differently that take action versus those who don't. So if you are willing to take action today, all I need you to do is text the keyword extend today. Because if you want to come out of that repetitive, unproductive thinking, you want to stop getting the thing, same things you've always gotten because you've always done the same things you've always done. you got to extend outside of your comfort zone. And if you're willing to extend today, I want you to go ahead. i got a free gift for you. Get an actual video of myself and Dr. Ruben West of Extend and Excel. And so they'll give you a little extra to figure out how to come out of that rut. And if you just simply type extend today no spaces to 555-888 will give you a special bonus for just coming by and it'll bless you real good because it goes into a full chapter we did a video so that's part of the video series from use what's left the e in the rebound is exactly what we just offered you today so be blessed by it and and you know i'd be remiss if i didn't leave you with this good better best we can't let it rest until our good is our better and our better is our best. And I promise you, if you are willing to seek out the cure and become that leader of one, we'll stop. We might just see you at the top because the bottom's entirely too crowded. So thank you so much, Sir Charles, man. It's been a plum, pleasing pleasure for always. Absolutely. Listen, man, just let me know when you want to bring me on the show. I'm going to send you an invite tonight. I'm going to okay. send you an invite tonight because this is Mindset Mastery Month, so we might even get you all into the mix this month. Sounds good. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Likewise, brother. Man, keep doing what you're doing. I'm excited. Do I'm what you're doing. You. Yes, sir. We got to. And thank you, Queens, for tuning in. We saw Absolutely. Thank you. Thank no you. No problem. For letting me know. I appreciate that. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you, Darlene. And Sonia and Sharon and Cashel, definitely appreciate you ladies' support. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye now.